My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to Storylines Live, the only podcast that explores the meaning and the power of the most important story in business. The one that answers why somebody should buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you. This is the story that defines the very character and nature of an organization. At WordRight, we call it your capital S story. In each episode, we feature guests who have great insights on business storytelling, who can share their experience and key learnings to help you and your business do a better job of sharing your capitalist story to deliver remarkable business results. Today, we're honored to have Jody Fisher as our guest. Jody's worked in New York City PR, boy, that's a rough market, for more than 20 years, representing clients in healthcare, higher education, financial services, real estate, entertainment, and nonprofits. Jody started his own PR agency just this year. We'll talk about that. After building a PR practice for a local marketing company that went from zero the high six figures in just a few years. He also hosts the PR podcast, which interviews people who play a role in how news gets made. Jody also offers tips and insights on his social media channels for experienced and novice PR pros. Jody, a great career starting in journalism and radio reporting, which I think is one of the toughest kinds of uh, reporting to do, speaking as a uh, fellow former journalist. And, you know, in New York City, you get to work on some cool stuff, man. You have to be good in order to do it. But I mean, Large-scale media events at the World Trade Center, uh, 2008 uh, Papal visit, uh, Space Shuttle Enterprise coming to New York City, opening of the High Line. Dude, you've worked on some really remarkable stuff. Welcome to Storylines Live, my friend. Well, Paul, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And thanks for that wonderful intro. I, uh, I, I, I appreciate you uh, appreciating my career. <laughs> I, I tend to uh, uh, I, I try to stay as humble as possible, and I kind of default to that uh, 
a line from Han Solo in the very first Star Wars movie. Uh, my destiny is a lot of simple tricks and nonsense. <laughs> oh, I like that line. Star Wars fan here. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't get dressed up in the costumes and all that goofy stuff, but really appreciate the storytelling, as you can imagine. Uh, because, you know, George Lucas, when he put that whole series of films together, sure, he worked yeah. with Joseph Campbell, one of the greatest mythologists of That's all right. time, who came up with the concept of the hero's journey. Well, speaking of the hero's journey, Jody, did I miss anything in your background? Oh, you, you know what? There's there's a ton of stuff, but you hit the highlights. I mean, some of my most favorite projects you talked about uh, and some of the things that you just, you know, you can't believe you get a chance to do. Yeah. like bringing a space shuttle to New York City um, and not just helping to bring it here, but flying it into JFK on a seven. Not, I mean, not me, me literally flying it, right. but like, you know, yes. playing the PR role of it, yes. driving on, on, on the back of a 747 at JFK, barging it up the Hudson, using a million ton crane to pick it up and put it on the deck of an aircraft carrier. Um, and then having the Ha having the canopy that shielded the shuttle blow down in a hurricane oh, and, no. <laughs> and have to reopen the whole exhibit all over again. I mean, um, just wild, wild stuff you'd never expect. Yeah, that's why we love the business we're in, right? Because things happen. And uh, you have Absolutely. to it's the, adapt. We're, we're in the business of news. And, and, and I love mm -hmm. the way you describe it, Paul, is, is finding your capital S story. It's storytelling. Everything we do is storytelling. And stories are all about people. Um, and so getting to work with really interesting people who are doing interesting things and helping them uh, tell their story, you know, molding it and shaping it mm. and, and telling it in an effective way to the world to help them do whatever it is, that thing that they do. That's what I love. Yeah, me too, my friend. Speaking of storytelling, one of the ways that you live that is you have your own podcast. So um, you were very great to have me on the podcast last year, which I appreciated. So what's that saying about payback? Here you are on Storylines Live. But tell the audience a little bit about your podcast. Sure. And and you, uh, yours was one of the highest rated shows. Oh, uh, awesome. Our podcast. Yeah, I've been doing that. You know, I I'm an old radio guy, like you said. You know, I, yep. I started in radio. That was my career. And so that gets to be part of your DNA. And it doesn't go away. So sitting in front of a microphone or being out on the street the way I was with a microphone, you know, running around and talking to people um, is just in your blood. And uh, and and I said, you know, let me let me do something. I, I started it out by just staring into a camera, you know, and doing mm. a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. And after about 20 episodes, I was like, wow, this is boring. <laughs> uh, let me go interview some people. And so I just started that podcast and I, I called up my friends and I, in PR and in news and everything else. And I said, you know, come on the show and talk about how we make news. You know, yeah. whether you're in PR pitching stories, whether you're a reporter who's covering stories, um, you know, maybe you're on the assignment desk, you're a videographer or a photographer. What do you look for in an image? All those types of things and, and that are meant to uh, deliver to the audience how news gets made and how we can make it better because yes. we live in an information-based world too. And the more we can effectively trade information and inform ourselves what's going on in our world, and we'll leave the politics out of it. Just getting information out there, I think is so critically important. Um, you know, PR people have a little bit of a rap as either, you know, bad rap as either spinners, mm -hmm. right. Or we pay, play yeah. a little fast and loose with the truth. The best PR people, and not, that's 99% of us. We don't do that. We tell the straight story. We tell it in a positive way. We represent our clients' interests, of course, 
Um, but we never um, play fast and loose with the truth. And we never, ever lie. Uh, yeah. My old mentor, Howard Rubenstein, used to have the, the Mark Twain quote on his desk. It said, if you always tell the truth, you never have to remember anything. There you um, go. And and that's it in a nutshell for PR. Tell good stories. Work with good people. Tell good stories. And and, and you started this question with tell us about the PR podcast. It tells good stories through the lens of interviewing good people mm. who are in this newsmaking business. Um, new episode every Monday. It's on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, check us out. And it's a hobby. You know, it's just something I enjoy doing. And I do it right here from from the PR garage, as I call it, right here in my home. <laughs> I love your PR garage concept. <laughs> That's such a cool thing. Folks, we'll put all the links for the PR podcast in the show notes. Uh, you really do have to check it out. More than 100 episodes, Jody. And you're in the top 10% of all podcasts globally. Uh, folks, if you don't know this, most podcasts last between only three and nine episodes. The ones that are really good are the ones that hit that century mark. And so, Jody, you got to be doing something right there, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. The premise of our podcast, obviously, is talking about this capitalist story. And we define that as the one that answers the most critical questions about a business. Why somebody would buy from you, invest in you, partner with you, uh, work for you. Um, we always ask our guests, which of those four seems most relevant to where they are in their journey? And you mentioned investing. And you had a very interesting answer. So I'd love you to expand on that if you can. You know, I mean, I, thank you, Paul. And I think every, everything is an investment, right? I mean, we invest in other people every day that we walk out of our houses. We invest in relationships, friendships, marriages, mm -hmm. children. I mean, you know, you, you know, friendships, you, working relationships, you name it. Um, so it's so important, I think, to invest in the right types of relationships um, that are going to benefit both parties. Um, certainly when you're hiring somebody, you want to make sure that you're hiring the right person who has the right types of skills, but who also has the right personality um, oh, and who you just jive with. And, you know, the, the only wrong hire is one that you can't work with. And they're all different types of personalities. Everybody gels with different people in different types of ways. Um, and, and, you know, just as good to recognize that you don't get along with or work well with this type of person than it is to identify the person that you do work I well agree. with or gel with, yes. um, cause they're going to go and gel with somebody else and that's okay. And that's the same thing about client work. That's the same thing about what we do when, when we are pitching out, uh, our business to get hired by clients. You know, there's one frame of mind that says, oh, I want everyone to hire me because I need to make money because I need to get clients and all this. And then that's fine. But that's also, I think, a, a path to, you know, destruction. Right. <laughs> because, More because if you're just chasing the client, if you're just mm -hmm. chasing the paycheck, you're going to sacrifice your mental health, your values, um, you know, the way you do your business and you're not going to do a very good job. If you pair yourself up with people um, who you just don't gel with in that way, Absolutely. you're not going to do a good job. And then that rep is going to follow you around. Uh, and that's the way people are going to refer to you. Oh, he stinks. Or, wow, we didn't get along with him. or He didn't do a good job. It always, I just had a, a, a new client uh, meeting earlier this week and it pained me to hear them say, this old PR firm that we've been working with, they just don't, you know, and they went through the laundry list, right? Oh, of yeah. why they're terrible. It pains me to hear that because I think that's a result of there not being enough due diligence up front 
mm-hmm. getting to know the person. Um, it also could be just the fact that the, you know, the person wasn't that good, yeah, um, it could but, be. <laughs> but it's, but, but going back to your original question, it's all about personalities and it's all about gel and it's all about, um, uh, making sure you can work well with that person. So yeah, you got to invest the time to figure out, mm-hmm. do I work well with this person and then go from there? Yeah, that is such a great point. You know, in terms of agencies, uh, earlier in my career, when I was at Ketchum, we used to look every year at the Thomas L. Harris survey. Uh, and it was a survey of client satisfaction across the agency world. And it was fascinating to me because, Jody, most of the time, uh, clients, when asked what causes you to end a relationship uh, with an agency, it was about stuff that people don't think about. Um, their bills were late. Um, their people didn't return phone calls. They misspelled our names, uh, you know. It wasn't really about the quality of, of the work. It was about the quality of the relationship, which I find fascinating. But speaking about the work and the quality of the work, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on Storylines Live is because of your deep commitment to storytelling. We talked a little bit about Wordwright's view of story. Give us your sense of storytelling in general and how it's important to what you do. Um, sure. I, you know, like I said, storytelling is everything that we mm-hmm. do in terms of, you know, getting those, those earned media hits that the clients are hiring us to get for them, right? Yeah. The, the newspaper stories, the TV stories, the radio stories, the digital stories. Um, but it also uh, lends itself to, you know, owned media applications, your social and your blogs and your everything else, right? And all of that is storytelling. And, uh, you know, as a, as a former reporter just like you paul Mm -hmm. um stories are about people yeah so you've got to start with the conversation of with the client who are your people who are your key people that are either inside your organization your leadership the people who are at the tip of your spear you know the people who are doing stuff all the time the people maybe who are working directly with the outside uh clients or agencies or the people you serve um who's out there who's doing the stuff. Yes. And then let's explore those people and and figure out what they're doing and how that feeds into your mission. Why do you task them with that thing that they do? Um what's important about that? And then what's the payoff of that? What's the result of that? How does that touch people um and and improve their lives? And and you can hear that you know this is the stuff that I love. I love this positive PR. People do crisis and people do all kinds of other types of PR. Oh, yeah. I love this positive storytelling PR. Um, totally one did. because I think the world needs more of it. Two yeah. because I know that reporters love it more than they do the fire or the court case or the car wreck. Mm-hmm. Um and they're just it's just more interesting to read about something that's going on that's inspiring um or that is helping people or that is making a difference in the lives of a community um or an organization or what have you. Uh I do a lot of work with nonprofits especially and a lot of different um pieces of subject matter. I work with um Helen Keller Services, which oh, wow. does deaf blind, yeah. deaf blind services. I work with a local chapter of Ronald McDonald House. Nice. Uh, I work with another uh, agency that provides services for victims of interpersonal violence, child abuse, uh, interpersonal violence, um, domestic abuse. Really hard, hard subjects to oh, to wow. uh, mm-hmm. to face up to. Um, 
but they do, they each do such great work in their own way. And so I engage with them and I say, okay, who are the people who are doing the stuff mm -hmm. and how can we tell the story um, of what they're doing so that it can also serve as, because you got to think of the audience on the other end. It's not just the reporter you're talking to, you're talking to the reporter's audience. Yeah. When the audience consumes this information, what do you want them to do? The call to action or the, the information that you want to relay to them so that they can take it and they can either access your services. They know someone who needs your services. Um, they, they can somehow um, formulate an action plan based on what they read through the media. Um, so it all comes back to storytelling with that goal in mind. And that to me, Paul, too, is the real goal of earned media and PR. Yes. I tell everybody to avoid what I call the moose head effect. I say, <laughs> I can get you in the newspaper. You can cut it out, frame it, put it on your wall, show your wife. And, and you'll call me up and you'll say, when are we going to do that again? What mm -hmm. we really want is that story that appears. And then for something like this to happen, where I got a story for a client. They were really, they were super happy with the story itself. Mm -hmm. They said they went and they had a bunch of job openings and they interviewed uh, people for these various job openings. And almost all of them said that they applied because they read that story in the paper. I love that. That's true ROI. That is true payoff. Yeah, it really is. And, and, and you know, at our firm, uh, one of the things that we say is, um, when it comes to your story, it is not the job of journalists or your employees or your partners or your customers or, you know, your donors to figure out what your story is. It's your job as a leader. And that's where professionals such as you and me, Jody, come into the picture. You know, when I was uh, a journalist, I, I ran uh, the business journal in Pittsburgh. It was not my only job in journalism, but it was my last one. Uh, I mean, you know, there were companies that came to us all the time that expected by osmosis or some magic potion or process that we would take the turgid screed that was their press releases or the buried gist of their stories. And that's not the way journalism works. And frankly, it's not the way employees and future employees think or partners or investors or any other important stakeholder audience. That's why what you just shared is so vitally important. I mean, I firmly believe that with rare exceptions, pretty much every organization in the world has one of those kinds of stories, right? And the secret to success is uncovering and developing that story and then building an entire process structure campaign, whatever you want to call it, to get that story out there. A lot of times in bite-sized pieces, right? You're not going to uh, dump uh, Tolstoy on people in the 21st century and expect them to figure out the story, but that's basically how it works, right? Absolutely. And, and um, we get paid to dig those nuggets out. Yes. to see things from a different perspective than the client is seeing them, right? We get paid to translate or build a bridge or use whatever analogy you want to use between the thing that the client is doing and the way it's going to be most attractive to media to tell that story. Mm -hmm. um, I just did it earlier this week with a medical-based client. They had a medical study. Okay, great. You know, and you can you can hear the press release getting written, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> it's written by doctors, and that's fine. Yeah. It's scientific. It's gotta be. That's mm -hmm. cool. But the first thing we did is we had a discussion about what does this mean? Why is it important? 
as soon as we unlocked that, every reporter was like, oh, yeah, sure. I would, we'll write about that. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. Yeah. Folks, we'll be right back with more from Jody Fisher of Jody Fisher PR. Jody, this is a great conversation. Hold tight, folks. We'll be right back. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Hi, folks. We're back on Storylines Live. In this episode, we have as our guest Jody Fisher of Jody Fisher PR out of New York City. Jody is also a podcaster, host of the PR podcast, one of the top rated podcasts globally that focuses on how the news gets made. Jody, let's talk about you for a bit here. How do you help people and what problems do you solve for businesses? Um, I see myself, uh, before I see myself as a PR person, I see myself as a counselor. And mm-hmm. I learned this a long time ago yes. that um, good press follows good actions. Oh, yeah. So you can't, you can't get press if you're not doing something, right? All news yeah. is written. All, all stories are written about somebody do something doing bad. something. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or, 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 or you screwed up, right. But you've still done something. (laughs) And so, and so if you want good press, you've got to, you got to execute good actions. That's a really clumsy way to say it. You got to do good stuff. Right. Um, and, and doing good is easy when that's just this decision to make the real critical part is doing good when it's a challenge, Mm -hmm. doing good, um, when there are ways you can do it a little differently, perhaps. Oh, yeah. um, and so being the counselor in those times of crisis or however you define it and saying you need to do this thing because then because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then people will write about the right thing that you did. Um, look at any crisis situation and you can read that right into it. Absolutely. Um, so, so I see myself primarily as a counselor. From there, I also see myself as, you know, kind of a translator, like we said, between the client and the media. You've yes. got to position the story, you know, dig into and dig into what the thing is, figure out how to translate it into the way that the media is going to be able to latch on to it. And also, we're a little bit of matchmakers, too. Because yeah. we got to pair up the right stories with the right reporters. Um, you know, right. you're not going to pitch the the human interest story to the business reporter. Why? Because the business reporter deals in numbers and stats and mm-hmm. facts and figures. Um, and every report business reporter I've ever worked with, um, you know, they're humans, and I pitch them a story, and they go, "Wow, that's a really interesting story." Are there numbers to right. go with that? Right. So you got to be a little bit of a translator. And what does the TV reporter say, Jody? What am I looking at? 
are there what pictures, am I gonna right? <laughs> right? They want the pictures. How many? I, I got to tell you, Paul, um, and being a, a being a former street reporter, yes. um, I have a great, great appreciation for the videographers and the photographers yeah. um, who many times even put themselves in harm's way to get the image that tells the story. Uh, and, and I did a, an episode uh, of uh, my podcast with uh, some war zone reporters oh, wow. um, and war zone photographers. Uh, and this was back when the Ukraine war started mm. because um, through my lens, I knew what was coming for the newsrooms. The newsrooms were having the conversation about, all right, who are we sending over? How many flak jackets do we have? How many, how many, uh, you know, who are we going to pair them up with on the other end, the guides who are going to try to keep them safe? All that kind of stuff that you don't think about when you pick up the newspaper and look at that photo of, you know, a mortar shell going off or something. Um, report Videographers and photographers, some of the hardest working journalists out there because they are going to the places that nobody else wants to go or they're just putting themselves in positions where they're anticipating something to happen. Um who was the uh, great White House photographer? He's got a terrific Instagram, Pete. Um, uh, Pete, 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 Pete D'Souza. Pete D'Souza, right. Pete D'Souza. Um, uh, and he had he had a, one of my favorite photos that he took. And this is absent of politics. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite photos that he took was of President Obama getting onto Air Force One. But it wasn't from outside, look, go as he's walking up the stairs, it was from inside the plane oh, looking wow. out. And it was just almost like a silhouette image yes. of President Obama looking back. And the and the, what the faces that you saw were the people who were down on the tarmac. It wow. told a story um, and a far more interesting image than just standing out there, you know, taking a picture of some guy. I wait to the people who were which we've seen a million times, right? It's it's so important because exactly. it's like perspective is everything, right? And and that's something that I think it's important for our audience to consider that um what makes the story great is the different perspective that it brings. We don't need the five thousandth story or image that says exactly the same thing. And that's why what we do is so important because, you know, you use the word translate. What we're doing was we're finding the way to make the story unique so that it gets coverage, right? And speaking of that, what brings you the most satisfaction in your job? Um, the phrase, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm Rarely really, uttered, deeply I, appreciated. You know, <laughs> I've represented plenty of pro bono clients in my career um, and pro bono clients who um, were just amazing. Um, Friends of the Highline was one of those clients, mm -hmm. uh, the, the nonprofit group that that recreated, uh, you know, and rehabilitated the, the elevated uh, rail line on the west side of Manhattan into the most amazing public it's park. Beautiful. What a um, and and I used when I was when when the future was not as clear for them uh, mm -hmm. as it as it is now. Yes. Um, I used to tell them uh, when they were filled with doubt, I would say, you know, look, you're creating something amazing here. Mm -hmm. uh, and someday history books are going to get written and they're going to write about two New York City parks. One of them is going to be Central Park and the other one's going to be the High Line. So just remember that. And um, 
we got them plenty of press, obviously. Um, but it was about five years after they opened the first section of the park mm. and there were books being written about them and there were all yeah. kinds of things being written. And one of the, one of the co-founders just emailed me one day. He said, you were right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, <laughs> um, but they thanked me. But the point of my answer there is that they thanked me profusely. Um, and whether, the, whether a client is paying me a whole bunch of money or I'm working pro bono, I'm still putting in the energy that I need to put in because again, Paul, we're reporters. Yes. That, that love are. a good story thing doesn't go away and we'll work all night long because it's a great story and we can't let it out of our teeth. Exactly. Um, but the word thank you goes a long, long way. It really does. But speaking about the reporter piece of it, Jody, since you and I share that background, you know, one of your strong beliefs is that our society deserves, requires, pick your word, a strong news media. Could you share a little bit of your thinking on that with our audience? Sure. Um, uh, as a practical matter, you know, we're both PR people. And if we don't have journalists to pitch, we're out of a job. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So let's just be frank about that. Yes. Right? <laughs> but but in, in a more and, and and tapping into again our shared DNA here, Paul, um, we got into reporting because because we believed in in information. Yes, because we believed in making sure that people were informed about the world that mm -hmm. they live in, about what's going on, um, and not even necessarily uncovering the bad stuff. Although yes. journalists, we need journalists to do that absolutely to ask hard questions. Um, and, and I think some people kind of confuse hard questions with, um, uh, with being disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not quite putting my finger on it there, but you know, a journalist is paid to ask challenging questions. Um, and if you've got, if you're doing the right thing, questions aren't challenging. Questions are only challenging when you're doing the wrong thing. Totally um, we need journalists to to ask challenging questions to keep people honest, um, as well as to tell, like we were speaking uh, about earlier, tell the positive stories about people too. Um, there's lots of good that goes on in this world as well that doesn't get publicized, and uh, that's another thing that I love doing is just telling those positive stories about people who otherwise would not know how to navigate the press, um, because those stories can change people's lives. You really can. Um, and, and we need we need vibrant and multiple sources of information. Um, news today has become so I think polarized and and uh, bifurcated, uh, trifurcated. Name your you know uh, oh, yeah. all these echo chambers, right? All these silos. Um, <laughs> I still check out all the different channels. One because I'm a PR guy, I got to know what's going on everywhere, and I'm a news hound, so I just I want to know what everybody's talking about. Um, but you also need to avail yourself of a variety of opinions. Mm -hmm. You need to avail yourself of a variety of perspectives. If you just watch one channel or just read one newspaper all day long, you're not a, a well-rounded member of society. And so I think we need more journalists, not less. We need more outlets, not less. Um, just like we need more teachers and we need more librarians and we need more nurses. We need, we need more of these people. Um, to be doing these jobs, not less. And we certainly need outlets to be owned and operated by people who share those values. We yes. don't need newspapers owned by hedge funds. 
Right. You don't need news networks owned by um, you know pe- people who uh, espouse one political view and nothing else. We need people who are going to put resources into these outlets, these publications, these newspapers and radio channels and, and radio stations and, and cable channels, um, and then get out, out of the way and yes. let those journalists do the job you hire them to do. Because if you do that, and here, this is my opinion, I'm sure you share it. If you do that and you let those journalists go and do the thing that they want to do, that is in their DNA and they want to do, they will make you plenty of money. <laughs> yes, they will. Yes. And I worked lots of places like that in my career. Gosh, Jody, it's such a great conversation with you in this episode. We're going to have to have you back, my friend. There's so much we could definitely dig into. How can our listeners find you? Uh, You can find me anywhere on social at Jody Fisher, uh, J-O-D-Y-F-I-S-H-E-R. I'm on all the socials. Uh, My website, JodyFisherPR.com. And as we mentioned, the PR podcast, which is on your favorite podcast platform. Just check that out as well. Jody, thanks again, my friend. It's been awesome to have you on Storylines Live. I do look forward to the opportunity to have you back again. Folks, thanks for joining us for this episode of Storylines Live, the only podcast where we explore the meaning and the power of the most important story in business. The one that answers why someone should buy from you, work for you, invest in you, or partner with you. We look forward to seeing you next time on Storylines Live. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.